Welcome to the episode of Eastern Philosophy Podcast. Today we will talk, be talking about three eminent leaders of the three main philosophical topics, which are Confucianism, Taoism, and Buddhism. Each of these philosophies are important to many parts of the world. It is important to learn about different philosophies that are major parts of culture so that, as a listener, you are well-versed in different beliefs and principles. The expert philosophers Confucius, Lazy, and Buddha will... And Buddha. We will start to talk with Confucius, then Lazy, Lousy, and then finally Buddha. Sitting here, we have Confucius. He is a leader of one of the most influential philosophies in the world today. Hopefully, we can get some insight on into his this philosophy in as much detail as possible. Explain Confucianism. Hi, yes. Thank you for having me here today. <laughs> Confucianism is not a religion, but instead a set of principles whose main points embody the constant virtues of benevolence, file, piety, ritual, propriety, righteousness, wisdom, and integrity. Thank you for explaining that, Confucianism. Um, Confucius, uh, what, uh, my next question is, uh, can you explain these virtues a little more? Um, the virtues that impact Confucianism? Yes. Okay. So, benevolence means to be well-meaning and kind. File piety expresses the essential to pay respect and obey those above you. Um, This is arguably the most prime virtue and humanness. The ultimate goal of Confucianism is first obtained by practicing this virtue. Ritual propriety means that you must follow your ancestors' formal social roles and institutions that, in their view, the ancients had abstracted from cosmic models in order in order communal life. In other words, follow the proper way of doing things based on your ancestors. Righteousness entails the moral obligation to do good. Wisdom means the constant means the constant learning and improvement of oneself and behavior. And finally, integrity means to keep your word and to be faithful. Thank you for explaining that. My next thing is uh, Confucianism has three main principles that contain the constant virtues that we talked about before. Can you explain those principles, please? Um, by explaining each one of these, who might want to follow Confucianism and get get a good idea of what Confucianism is about and how prominent the values are to this philosophy? Of course. The first principle, Li, states that people should always show courtesy and respect to others, especially elders. The second principle, Jen, entails the core values of Confucianism. Jen expresses the importance of having empathy for others, no matter their social rank, class, or stature. This ties into the file piety aspect that we were discussing earlier. And throughout this philosophy, I have constantly stressed that every person should be valued and respected for what they have to offer. The final principle is Chen Su, which talks about the idea of a true gentleman meaning that all people should hold themselves up to the highest standards. Thank you for explaining that. Um, Now my next thing is, um, between all typical social relationships, which one is the most important? I would say that it's the father and son relationship. It is essential to show respect to those above you, but those above you also have an obligation to set a proper example of how to live. I've always said children owe an obedience to their fathers and men to their rulers. However, this is a reciprocal obligation. The father has a responsibility to his children and his ruler to his subjects. He must put their interests first. Wow, that's pretty interesting. My next question is, uh, many scientists have traced the golden rule coming back to Confucianism. 
Do you agree with this finding? I do. Many of us know that the golden rule states treat others the way you would want to be treated. This idea was derived from my statement of what what you do not wish for yourself, do not to others. Okay, now let's bring in the um, belief of Taoism. Lousy, can you expand this idea of Taoism? Yes, as you know me, I am Lousy. Taoism is based around the word Tao, which means the way and the path of all living things in the heart of the nature, and the way we all live as one. Um, My next question is, uh, what are the main principles of Taoism? Well, we have four main principles. Our teaching honesty is Tao creates all and ends and all balance nature is always balanced with life the best example would be the yin and yang the white balances lightness while the black balances darkness heat balances cold cycling is our third one life is always cycling death goes into uh into life and the sun goes to the moon just like the moon goes to the sun our fourth and last one is harmony there is a piece of a string in a musical instrument a loose string means no music. A stiff would mean it would snap and break. If you have the right string, it would make music, which creating which would be creating harmony. Um, that's pretty interesting. But another question I have is, what is the ultimate goal of Taoism? Uh, Taoism doesn't have a goal. The philosophy believes in ultimate totalness. This is not partially how uh, Taoism differs from other uh, philosophies. I did not know that, but if a person would want to follow a philosophy, why would they want to follow Taoism instead of the other philosophies we heard about today? Taoism is uh, mostly a path to peace and bliss. The core of Taoism is to reject hatred and intolerance of human differences and life with balance, harmony, perspective, and compassion. Uh, By following this philosophy, one can internally hold all uh, aspects of their life unlike other philosophers we're about peace and do not believe in harm okay um, that's very well stated and how has Taoism spread throughout the world over time Taoism has mostly spread through China and Eastern Asia mostly trades and path routes okay now we are gonna be talking about to Buddhism um, as a Buddha, you founded, philo- you founded this philosophy. How did you find it, and how, were you- how did your background help you? As a child, I grew up privileged, as my father was a Brahmin. I eventually discovered the real truth of the world. Sickness, age, and death are the inevitable fate of human beings. I decided to become a holy man and go to many extremes to achieve my goal. Through many trials, I found the path to enlightenment, I, Siddhartha, was led from the path, from the pain of suffering and rebirth towards the path of enlightenment and became known as the Buddha or the Awakened One. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, now, my another thing is, can you explain the core components of Buddhism? Yeah, the three universal truths, the four noble truths, and the noble eightfold path. Together, these are known as the Dharma. This is the fundamental law of all living things. The three universal truths are everything is always changing, Impermanence leads to suffering, this makes life imperfect, and the self is impersonal and never changes. The four noble truths are all life involves suffering, desire and attachment are the undeniable cause of suffering. Though desire and attachment can be overcome, 
this is overcome by the Eightfold Path. And the Eightfold Path is right seeing and understanding, right through and intention, right speech and, and diction, right action and movement, right work and livelihood, right effort and endurance, right mindfulness and impulse, and right concentration and preparedness. Okay, that's pretty interesting, but I've also heard a common thing of self-improvement. How does Buddhism compare to the other philosophies that we've heard about today in these aspects? In the component of self-improvement, Buddhism is no different. Buddhism is mainly about peeling back the layers of reality to achieve a better you, as well as respecting yourself in the process, which can sometimes be very difficult. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Another question I have is, what is the goal of Buddhism, and what does one achieve by reaching this goal? The ultimate goal of Buddhism is called the Nirvana. Nirvana is also known as a state of complete and utter bliss. This means a state of permanent happiness and free of suffering. By being enlightened and reaching Nirvana, one is completely free. You stated earlier that Buddhism is not a religion, but it's calmly depicted as one. Why is that? I've discussed metaphysical aspects of reality that are typical, typically associated with religion. While I've stressed this wasn't as important as the practice, I still mention them and they were, are part of Buddhist teachings. The most religious aspect of Buddhism are probably my discussions of the afterlife and the various realms of existence. These aspects are commonly associated with religion, but since Buddhism does actually have a clear belief system on the afterlife, I would say it is more than a way of life or lifestyle as some people say. However, calling Buddhism as a philosophy is pretty accurate. One definition of philosophy is the rational investigation of truths and principles of being, knowledge, or conduct. This describes Buddhism quite well. Thank you for explaining that. In this episode, I've learned that Taoism believes in four principles, which are oneness, balance, cycling, and harmony. One thing that I think you could take in from this podcast on these four principles is that you could see how they relate to your everyday everyday life. For example, cycling says how how life goes through a cycle, like always it always cycles to death. An example of this, as stated earlier, is the sun cycles to the moon, but also the moon cycles to the sun. One thing that I noticed and believed in was the golden rule that Confucius believed in. As stated earlier, the golden rule is to treat others the way you want to be treated. I believe that if you treat others the way you want to be treated and treat them kindly, it will make the world a more positive place. One thing that I learned and found interesting about Buddhism is that the main goal of Buddhism is to make living, is make living life free of suffering and always living happily. After another thing that you can take in from this podcast is that is that how you can see how these philosophies have similar goals. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode. As we learned today from each one of these philosophies, has different stories behind them, but they're all still similar in different types of ways. To add on, I would like to thank all three philosophers for explaining what they believed in. And I would also like to thank everyone that was listening to this podcast. Thank you for letting us share.